0: Some of these stories may contain subject matter that is sensitive to some viewers, and as always, viewer discretion is advised. Also today, we are joined by the lovely Lady Spucaria. All of her links will be down in the description below, so please do show her some love, and enjoy the video. A couple of years ago, I was driving by myself back to my little hometown in Idaho. My sister was going to be having her first kid, and it was going to be my first niece, so I wanted to be there for her. It was going to be about a 10-hour drive, and I was planning on leaving the following Friday morning since I was off and had the whole day to get there. Unfortunately, I had a maintenance thing come up at my apartment that I had to be there for, and, of course, when you're given a time frame of four hours, they will show up in those last thirty minutes and then take another two hours to complete it. Because of this, I ended up leaving around six or seven that night. I was pissed, but I decided I would still head out that night- That way I could get there early, crash for a few hours, and be good to go. So, I got my stuff in my car and I headed out. Because I had planned this in advance, I already had a couple of bottles of water, energy drinks, and snacks ready to go. It was about mid-October, so the weather was great to just have the windows cracked, music blaring, and enjoying the ride. The view was pretty nice, too, and there wasn't too much traffic at that time, so I was in a good state of mind. Unfortunately, I started crashing around 1 or 2 a.m. I didn't want to stop because I knew I only had a few hours left, but it was a struggle. I had finished off my energy drinks, rolled the windows down more, hoping for the chillier air to keep me awake, but nothing was working. I know how dangerous it can be driving when you're tired, and on the highway on top of that. So, I decided to stop at a hotel to sleep for the night. I drive a tiny two-door coupe, so it's not exactly comfortable to lean the seat back and sleep. Otherwise, I would have just done that. I look for the hotel signs, and I get off the exit for the first one that I see. It was a little old looking from the outside. I don't remember the name of it, as it wasn't one of the bigger chains either. I just thought, as long as the door locked, and it wasn't too badly priced, I would stay. I didn't need anything other than a bed. So, I got out, grabbed my bag, and I headed in. The lobby was a bit eerie. It was dimly lit with a single couch and table area, and the desk had what appeared to be bulletproof glass around it. It also smelled musty, like it hadn't been used in years. Even the carpet looked ancient with its dark red theater-looking pattern. As I approached the desk and saw that it was empty, I noticed the door behind the desk that was slightly open, and I heard faint talking, like it was coming from a TV. There was no bell or any way to get someone's attention, so I just said hello and waited. I heard the talking get quieter and someone coming out of the room. It was a frail older guy, wearing what I think was something like long johns and a robe. He wasn't rude or anything, but he also wasn't very polite. But maybe that's because I was there at two in the morning and... I was interrupting his show. He said good morning, asked me how long I was staying, and gave me my room key, and then told me the quiet hours and that there was no smoking allowed. I thanked him and walked off down the hallway. I got to my room, which then made me realize I definitely got what I wanted. It looked just as old in the room as it did in the lobby. Same red carpet, mustard yellow curtains, and bedding with the same musty smell. The air just felt still in there, so I quickly turned on the AC to get the air flowing. I sat my bag and purse down in the chair and went to the bathroom first. While I was in there, something just felt off. It was like that sense you get when you're being watched. I figured it was just me being on edge because I was tired and... I was in a place that I wasn't familiar with, so I splashed water on my face, changed into my pajamas, and then got into bed. As I was laying there, though, that feeling would not go away. I tried just falling asleep and ignoring it, but unlike in the car, I now was unable to. That's when I started hearing things. I couldn't really tell at first what it was, but... It was really quiet, like it was either a muffled TV or someone whispering. Trying to be reasonable, I was thinking it was just someone with the TV on too loud in the next room, so I tried ignoring it. I think because of the situation, though, I started getting annoyed and actually smacked the wall a few times, hoping they would get the hint. It appeared they did as it got quiet so I tried to focus on sleeping again. Not long after, I started hearing more noises, but this one made me jump, as it actually sounded like someone was whispering in my room. I quickly turned on the light and looked around, and I didn't see anything. Now that I'm spooked, I turned on the TV to have some of my own sound to try and help. Unfortunately, the whispering kept up, It wasn't constant, but I could hear it, and it all just sounded mumbled. I couldn't make out anything, until the end when it sounded like it was right behind me and it just said, It hurts. It made me jump again. I looked behind me, towards the door, and I just saw a dark figure. It looked like a child or maybe a young woman. I quickly turned on the light, and it was gone. Now, I know I turned on the air, but it was just on fan. So the air was moving, but it was freezing in that room. I went and looked at the unit, thinking maybe I did turn on the AC, but it was still on fan. I turned it off since it had gotten so cold in there, and then I turned on all of the lights, turned the TV louder, and tried to forget about it all. It wasn't much longer when I started feeling something at the edge of the bed. I again tried to rationalize that it was just the comforter moving or falling, until it started feeling like someone grabbing my foot. That was it for me. I grabbed my stuff, ran out of the room in my pajamas still, and I noticed the room that I thought the TV sounds were coming from was actually just a janitor's closet slash supply room. I walked past the front desk, and the room in the back was now dark, but I kept going. I tossed my stuff in my passenger seat as I got in, and I locked my doors. If I would have known that this was going to happen, I would have just tried to sleep in my car. I couldn't shake the weird feeling just being in the parking lot, so I left. I didn't even care about the money. I didn't- feel right trying to explain that I wanted a refund because I saw a ghost, so I just ate it. I drove further down to a 24-hour McDonald's, and I slept in my car for a couple hours. I used the restroom to change into clothes, grabbed a large coffee, and headed back out. When I got to my sister's, I told her all about it, and she believed me. She's very into the paranormal, so she enjoyed the story, but me… Not so much. I wanted to look into the history of that hotel, but I couldn't remember the name of it. One of these times that I go over there again, I'll have to try to find it for her, but it'll be during the day, and I promise you, I will not be staying there.
1: Bad? Bad hotel. Hi, okay. There were times during my life I'm not proud of what I've done or where I've ended up. I began drinking heavily after my girlfriend broke up with me. She was never entirely comfortable with being out of the closet and she decided to end it. I was pretty devastated by the loss of the relationship. I've never been a friendly or a social drunk. In the end, I ended up losing my job and a lot of my friends. Unfortunately, I also tend to get violent and my parents kicked me out of the house. I don't really blame them for that. I was dangerous. I was able to get a room at a dodgy hotel. Now this place had a terrible reputation at best. It was known for violence and other seedy crimes. I never thought I would end up in a place like this. I never felt safe, and for good reason. When I would go to my room, I always made sure I was carrying something I could use as a weapon. Whenever I would settle down to sleep, I would barricade the door in order to stop anyone from trying to break in while I slept. Whenever I left the room, I would be leered at or had men ask me to do sexual things. I couldn't be out at this place. I really, really didn't feel safe. Being so miserable, I was tempted to drink more, but the anxiety made it harder for me to relax. Fortunately, I ran into a youth worker who talked to me about things and obviously knew I was having a rough time. She offered to speak to my parents for me. I had been ignoring their messages, and I was ashamed with how my life had gone. She insisted. My parents allowed me to come back home on a couple of conditions. One, I had to get alcohol counselling. Two, I needed to apologise. And three, I needed to promise that I would never get drunk again. All pretty reasonable, in my opinion. The day I was going to move back home came and I was so happy. I packed my small amount of possessions into my bloated backpack and left. Three of the regulars cornered me and leered at me, demanding that I do sexual favours for them. They were stopped by the owner and I left, never looking back and I got my life back on track. I hate staying at any type of hotels or motels now. I always get urges to barricade the room and all of that. It's scary how close I came to slipping through the cracks.
0: I've been a hotel manager for quite a while, and I've seen my fair share of the absolutely insane... I could go on for days with the amount of crazy people we've had come through the doors and stay the night, and we're not even in the shady part of town or anything. In fact, we're not even that cheap. People pay good money to do whatever it is crazy people do in their hotel rooms. I'm not going to guess, and I'm not going to judge. Like I said, I have plenty of stories that I could go on about, The first one of note, there was a group of swingers that decided that our hotel was a great place for them to get together. Again, I'm not going to judge. You do whatever it is you do behind closed doors, and that's fine. The problems started happening when the groups started getting larger, and the noise complaints started happening. We had a number of people call down to the front desk saying that they thought the person in the next room over was being hurt, choked, murdered, etc. We had to pretty much just assure them that we would look into it, and call up to the room to make sure everything was okay. When they didn't answer the phone, we would have to go up there, and that was a mess. Literally. At one time, I had to go do the knocking, and one guy answered the door completely buck naked. Quite literally zero shame. It was a bit weird trying to explain to this naked man standing in the doorframe that they were being too loud and that they needed to dial the volume back just a little bit, all the while a group of five to six other people were in the room and... going at it. What's worse, that wasn't the last time nor the biggest group. One of their visits actually ended with a complaint called down to the desk because someone had seen four naked people walking from the ice machine into the room. When the person went up to investigate, they said that there were legitimately a dozen people in that room. Again, no judgments, but come on. Why get a dozen people together in a single king-sized bedroom to do that? Apparently... The employee that knocked informed them that there were guest limits to the room, which I don't think is actually a thing, and that they couldn't have that many people in there. This, of course, upset them, and they ended up leaving a bunch of negative Yelp reviews for our hotel. When they left the next morning, the cleaning crew said they left a number of adult toys, content, magazines, and condoms all over the room and that they had pretty much trashed it. It was seriously gross. I hired a hazmat level cleaning crew to clean the carpets and tile, and I don't think we put anyone in that room for a few months. That said, we did charge the main person's card somewhere close to $300 for incidentals, and when he called to complain, we told him that we could always email him the photo of how he left the room. He didn't fight it after that. Another story that stuck with me, albeit for a much sadder reason, was this one guy that had paid for the room for a week. He had done what most people do, he dropped the do not disturb sign on the door as soon as he got there. After three days of the sign being on the door, if no one has seen the guest leave the room, come down for a meal or anything like that, we will give the room a welfare check in the form of a phone call. If no one answers, we actually will do a quick knock on the door to make sure the person is alright. Unfortunately, you can probably see where this is going. He was definitely not alright. When we called the room, there wasn't an answer. The night desk person sent one of the cleaning crew to knock, and then do a room check if the person didn't answer. When they did... They found the guy sitting in the chair in the corner of the room, completely lifeless. On the floor around him was a number of pill bottles and a huge handle of liquor. He actually left a note, too, with contact information for his daughter that apparently lived in the city, and why he did it. Apparently, he had recently found out that he had been diagnosed with terminal cancer, and he wanted to visit his daughter to tell her about it, and talk through the situation. In the note, he mentioned that, as much as he wanted to tell her, he couldn't bear to see the look on her face or see her cry, so he decided to end his life then and there. He was very apologetic to the hotel staff in the note, but honestly the whole thing just made me sad as hell. That was probably the one time where I was close to quitting because it was too much. The last event that I can think of, off the top of my head, a family had apparently watched too much of that one show, Intervention, in the early 2010s, and had decided that they would use one of our rooms to set up an intervention of their own for someone. They, unfortunately, played the entire thing wrong- and had made the person that contacted the other person set it up like it was going to be a drug deal. Basically, the person that was supposed to lure the drug-addicted person had told said drug-addicted person that it was going to be a sale and to meet him at the hotel. The drug-addicted person then came to the hotel, walked with them to the room, and when their family was there, they freaked out thinking that they were about to be arrested and that this whole thing was a sting operation. So, what does said addict do when they think their family has turned on them? They pull a gun from their waistband and threaten to kill everybody within a 10-foot radius, including guests in the hallway and guests that had opened their door to see what all the screaming was about. Thankfully, Those other guests did call down to the front desk, and we got the police involved, but there's nothing to round out an afternoon shift at a hotel like a hostage situation. I am grateful that nobody was hurt, and the person did go with the police with very little in ways of resistance, but that situation really could have ended much, much worse. I think the overall lesson here. If you're going to stage an intervention, first off, don't tell the person it's a drug deal, as then they will be less likely to come armed. Second off, don't do it at a random hotel because it's easier. When the show did it, there was a major public presence, and the people were already being followed by a camera crew, and they expected the event to be broadcasted, so they weren't likely to do something stupid. Plus, to be honest, we at the hotel really don't have hostage negotiation skills, so the police will likely be involved by the end of it. So this was a collection of hotel horror stories. Hotels are nice places to stay if you need a break, but... And they can also be creepy as hell. Um, I think the creepiest thing that's ever happened to me at a hotel... There was one time patients and I were doing a road trip, and... We weren't staying at this hotel, we just stopped to go to the restroom, because it was a long drive. Uh, we went to the hotel, and apparently we went in the wrong door. And the part that we went into... Was what looked like an abandoned... Catholic school or church or something. Uh, it was kinda creepy there was a lot of religious imagery all over the walls and, like, little coves with uh, candles with the Virgin Mary on them and stuff and little figurines, which wouldn't be terrifying, except this hallway was uh, almost dilapidated, like, falling apart. Like, the, the brick was falling off the wall, the ceiling had caved in for part of it. It was legit an abandoned building. And then we realized that connected to the building was the main room for the hotel. Uh, I don't know where any of the actual rooms in the hotel were, but they thankfully did have a public restroom, so that was nice. Um, it was it was weird. <laughs> I th- It was somewhere in Wyoming, I think. Uh, I don't remember exactly where, but anyway. Uh, hopefully you all enjoyed this, and if you did, please do hit that thumbs up button. I would really appreciate it. If you're new to the channel, consider subscribing. That would help me a lot. And if you want to support me further and tell me that I should keep doing this no matter what, that you 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 desire me to push forward and never, ever stop, you can go to patreon.com slash Dreams or hit join down below, where for $1 a month, you can get early access to my content. It's good stuff. For the higher tiers, you get better stuff, like a poster. Uh, giveaway coming soon. I am going to set up the Google page for you all to put your information in for the drawing. I will be doing several sticker packs. I will be doing two posters. I have a wallet that has my logo on it, and I will also be doing a couple t-shirts, so be ready. Lots of stuff to give away. Stay tuned. I'll make an announcement on that soon. Um, Yeah, all that said, my friends, I hope you all have a gorgeous day. I hope I see you on the next video, but until then, sleep well.